Yo, welcome to episode 13 of our Fake Friendos podcast. It's me and Danny here. Talk about the race race review or race the race reviews, I guess, of uh, from this weekend, including Formula One and Formula Two deep dive. Since it's just me and Danny here today, we are the F2 watchers of the group. The true fans. <laughs> the, uh Going from the uh, ground level here, you know, so I'm um, basically I'm just punching my ticket for if any like cool young drivers uh, come up in the next few years. I'll be like, I was there from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be there at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, but no. Um, well, Danny, how you doing? How's uh, how's your how's your day been? Is it warm by uh, you in Boston? Not too bad. It's uh, pretty nice. It's definitely been hotter in Illinois from what I saw. Yeah, it was like uh, 97 today over here. Yeah, it was like cool, like 80, like two-ish today. Not too bad. Pretty That's solid. Decent. Looking That's forward decent. to Lucky Number episode 13. Oh, yeah. As Hopefully always. Shit doesn't go wrong. <laughs> I guess we'll see. No <laughs> yeah. origin today, so I think there'll be less technical issues. <laughs> yeah, that definitely uh, helps our odds in the unlucky situation. <laughs> Um, well, that's good. That's good. Um, how about we, we'll start with some formula two and then we'll get into formula one because Loki, I was telling Danny this earlier. I think, oh, sorry. I think formula two was Loki much better than formula one this weekend. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think it's consistently better. I think F, I honestly feel like F3 (laughs) and F2 is like F3, F2, F2, F1 most of the time because the cars are so even in F3 and F2. I was going to bring this up later, but I think uh, in Formula One, we've just been robbed like for the past like four or five races of like the actual championship leaders having any sort of battles. Either Max is DNF'd or Charles is DNF'd like right. for at least like what, like five of the seven races so far or something. So like, yeah, that just kind of fucking sucks. And the two races yeah. where they did actually race against each other were just the most lit thing ever, you know? Yeah, so yeah, like, Jetta was legendary. That was a legendary race. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think hopefully they both start getting some good luck and we can actually see the narrative play out, which I think will help the entertainment value of Formula 1, at least. But, yeah. Um, anyways, like we were saying, Formula 2 was lit this weekend, so how about we get into... Um, we'll just go... The for qualifying for F two, I didn't take any notes, and I don't exactly remember what happened in qualifying. Would you oh, remember, I remember. I think crazy. Yeah, what, what is happened? that? I my prediction was absolutely accurate. Oh yeah, yeah that's crazy <laughs> actually. So on the last pod we did, like just super randomly, we we're just like, yo, I was like, yo, Danny, give me a Formula Two prediction <laughs> for pole one, two, three, and this man fucking nails uh, the pole position just out of out of the blue. Went for Yuri Vips. Genius. Yeah, <laughs> and on top of that, called like, that he would crash. Oh, he, he drove in. He drove in a Red Bull in the F one practice. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. throw him at pole. Why not? Perfect, perfect prediction. Yeah, that turned out to be pretty nuts. Um, other than that, anything do you remember from qualifying? Um, I remember being super excited for Lawson as well because that's my man's, my main man's. I think oh, he was yeah. P two. So. Um, yeah, both uh both my guys right at the front at the beginning. I'm pretty yeah. sure the um P one, two, and three were all Red Bull Academy drivers as well. Three, which is um... just like disgusting for the future <laughs> of Red Bull. I as mean well. like fucking like 
at least there's like 12 Red Bull cars on the fucking grid. So also like, true. Yeah. <laughs> their <laughs> odds are pretty grid. good. <laughs> They're pretty good odds. Um, I'm trying to find if I can pull up. Oh, here we go. For qualifying, it was, yeah, Yuri uh, Vips, Lawson, and then Hauger. Yeah, all Red Bull drivers in the top three. Pretty crazy. Um, all right, then we can get into the sprint. Um, I took some game notes. I'll just go through my game notes, and then we can bring up whatever else you have to talk about for the sprint, or we can take a tangent on any of these. So I had um, <clears throat> the start of the sprint where uh, Daruvula had the epic start. He literally, like, swerved. Did you see that? He, like, you know, cut across, like, the entire track to cut off. Um, I forget who was in fourth. And then he got the inside line and then uh, into turn one. No, actually, I don't think he, he didn't get the pass in turn one. I think he did into turn two. Was that right? Yeah, I think it was a little bit later. I can't remember that one specifically. I feel like that's, like... It was all just like chaos. I feel like the whole time I can't remember. I, I think um, I think I'm pretty sure he got into P2 after turn one. He was in P2, and then and then he got the inside line going into turn two. I think I can't remember if that's exactly how it happened. But anyways, I had that Daruvula had an epic start, and his the restart strat. I don't know why I didn't think about this like during the race or like as they were coming oh, the to the waiting. restart. What's that? The waiting. Yeah, yeah, like, it told me, I was like, oh, when is he going to restart? Like, this is, like, because it's just on that massive fucking straight. Like, he can't start before the straight because the safety car has to get into the pits. So I was like, when the fuck will he start? But he just waited until, like, literally getting to the, the starting grid position. I was yeah, like, oh, I, mean, I didn't, that, just wasn't expecting that. That's so scary, though, too, because that's what happened uh, last year in F1, if you remember, when they... I can't remember who. I think it was Valtteri Bottas or someone, probably one of the Mercedes. Uh-huh. Um, and they were doing a safety car restart, but they waited until the very end of the line. Then there was that, like, Constantino effect where all the cars are just going gradually faster and faster the further back they are. Right. And so then one car will pull out, and then the car's, like, stops right in front of them. So then they just, like, smack right into them. Yeah. And I thought 100% that was going to ha- And it almost <sighs> did one of the times. I mean, there was, like five safety car restarts or whatever for F2 yeah the restarts weekend. were nuts dude yeah it was insane it was super crazy i forget um, go ahead yeah but i was just gonna say yeah so it's like it's cool to see that tactic but i mean the longer the straight like the more likely that's gonna happen so right. i'm happy like there wasn't anything like that yeah there's no like, disaster dramatic that happened sure. but yeah definitely cool to see yeah um I've, on uh i forget which restart it was but um, I think it was a Vips restart when he went like into the pit lane basically yeah. and then, like zoomed back out and people were like, is he going to get a penalty for that? Or yeah, that probably was... should have. I yeah, don't right? really understand how you don't get penalized for that. That's like the whole point of a solid line is that you don't cross it. And that's yeah. like exactly what he did. So I would have thought. And so especially too. like, especially like if you're racing side by side and you're passing someone and there's like no room, like it's kind of understandable, but he's like out front by himself on a restart, you know, yeah. like there's it not was really... so random. Like why, why, yeah, you went like why even do that? <laughs> right. Maybe it's to know. throw him off. Cause he's like, Oh, maybe they're going to think I'm pitting and they won't go. Yeah. Like, oh my know. God. <laughs> yeah, what's the procedure for that? Can you do that? Can you pit? I'm sure you can't pit if you're leading the restart i mean if you wanted to you probably i bet the second car would just become like the the leader then maybe but it's like in what world would you do that though yeah unless you get yeah. unless no, you like ran into a wall on yeah, the you got car restart lap you know but <laughs> yeah yeah i would no, expect right. 
I don't think that's like a tactic. No, it's like definitely not a good strat. Back the field for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and the other note on Druvla Ihai was that he had epic salt in the cooldown room. Yeah, dude. I thought it was so good. Had, oh. what, what, what was the, What did he say? Um, you it was had like, uh, oh, because he was. Uh, who was it that won? Was it? Who was it that um, won? Hauger, was it right? Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, Who won the sprint? Was that doing? I'll pull up the results. Um, the sprint was oh Vesti, of course. Yeah, it's Vesti, oh, Druvla, and then Lawson. Yeah, Vesti had a sick race. Um, yeah. Oh, and Lawson was P three. Yeah, because I, because they did the yellows in the first because there was absolutely massive wreck in the last lap, which is so so crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the middle sector is all green, but I. I'm kind of like siding with Druva a little bit. It's like it's funny to see him salty, but it's definitely easy to see why. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he was he was leading for so long too. Like he was, uh, yeah, he led through pretty much the two whole race. safety car restarts. Yeah. yeah, and then the third one is the one that got him, and then he Damn, was like, "Oh, dude. this is bullshit!" And then he wasn't allowed <laughs> to pass him back. You know, like yeah, I'd be so yeah. pissed too. And yeah. he was pretty well, tame about it too. I feel like other drivers would have just probably like went off. Like oh, he was bullshit. tame, but like, like he he. Ha- he had, I don't know, it was like, he was tame, it was but subtle. it was just, it was deep. It was really deep in there, like, <laughs> but it was clear. I don't know, I yeah. just thought it was so funny. You could tell he was upset, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was weird that, to me, I think it was weird that there was, that was in the last sector, too, because the crash was until turn one. Yeah, you know? I, it's just risky, because, like, I don't know, obviously, like, you don't want to, have i mean from the finish line to turn one isn't that long especially if they're absolutely sending it down the straight you know i mean i guess but they break way later than the finish line on a normal lap so yeah. it's not like oh, they, you're they'd right. be able to you know easily stop if they want to but I'll, and then just a safety fucking whatever <laughs> bullshit whatever safety or whatever they, i mean they're it's not like they were like laying on the ground and like right next to the checkered flag you know like they were yeah, around the corner yeah. you know like down the next straight a little bit like it's not they weren't right there that's fair um, i mean i was and it would have been was, so sick dude like a slipstream down to the the finish line like right. a pure drag race that would have been so crazy i don't know if he would have got him i can't remember what he, was yeah he i think he was like a bit behind i think he was like seven yeah. behind or something like that so yeah um i mean i guess he slowed down at the end but right. I was going to say he finished only four tenths behind him, but I think they were going slow. Right, right. Um, it was um, I, no, I was going to bring up the race, the race direction from just that overall because I was, I was telling you, like, yeah. I think uh, they, I feel like they did actually like a really good job, and I know uh, you could, like you're saying, it could have gone either way for that final safety car and laying the race right. in sector three, but yeah. there was like what, like three safety cars that race, and they. Like, they got the the track cleared super quick for each one, I feel like. They had the safety car right away, call right away right. after each crash, like, clearly. I, I thought they were very decisive, and they yeah. got the racing yeah. started, like, super quick. And, and even, I feel like other people would have been, I don't know if there's, like, precedent for this, but I feel like other people would have been, like, just completely yellow flagged every sector of right. yeah. the last lap, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, it's like a a definite improvement over what happened in Jetta in the F2 races where it's like the entire sprint race. Like, I think they raced actually like six laps or eight right. laps or something of like the mm-hmm. 20 something that they had because they had one crane on the entire track and they'd crash on one side, then they'd go five miles an hour <laughs> over there. And then they crash on the other side and they come all the way back. You know, it's just like yeah, that's so a terrible design. Um, 
um, that's not really on FIA. It's just like a shitty track design, really. Yeah, it's not prepared I mean, just at need all to for people rent crashing. a couple more fucking cranes. Right. Yeah. Do. I mean, how much they pay two hundred million dollars to be on the grid for a season? <laughs> like, surely you can just hire two guys instead of one. You know, yeah, it can't be that hard. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, it's it's definitely good to see. Like, I think I think Baku is probably the best street circuit on the calendar. I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't think it's really a hot take. Um, no, I agree. But if there's like room to overtake and there's a lot of like runoff areas too. So it's like relatively safe, but it's also like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of space for them to operate within the walls as well. It's not like super narrow, like Jetta and super one lined. So um, I think it's good. But um, yeah, the, the crew did a, a good job for sure. Getting everyone all the way. There's a lot of crashes for them. So they handled it pretty well. People people call like Australia and like Canada street tracks too, which I find weird, you know? What, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like it's different because it's like a gravel trap would make you think it's not a. Yeah, I feel track. like if there's a gravel trap, then it just completely. Have you ever driven on a road and seen gravel <laughs> off the shoulder of the road? No, a giant not. pit of gravel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with like these stripes of curves. No, there's no chance. That's a racetrack. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, so uh, I don't know. About no, that. I, I'm definitely That's on the same same page as you. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Is Australia really considered a street track? Yeah, and Canada too. This next one that we're going to, which I feel like is weird. I don't know. That is definitely weird. Yeah, especially Australia because there's like most of the track has like grass on both sides and gravel. It like yeah. looks. It's almost like the same as Silverstone for most of it. You know, as what? And that's like as like Silverstone. It's pretty oh, yeah. similar, like how it's laid <laughs> out. Right. Not as wide, I guess, off the side of the track. I don't know. I don't know how they determine it. Maybe those are actual roads, but like, <laughs> I guess they must be right for it to be a street right. track. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's just because I mean, the walls are close. People call it that, or like, because there's some yeah, sections. Yeah, but like in Australia, Canada they aren't have... that close. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, in Canada, like Canada, there's a couple close ones, but I could see Canada a bit more. But yeah, yeah. there's definitely. Like that one really hard breaking zone right before the last straight at Canada. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's like all gravel trap right there. Right. Which is like, okay. Like, yeah. do people go into hairpins on a normal road? <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> like, over, put on the blinker, overtake them and shift them down in the corner. Like, I don't think so. I wish, bro. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of car accidents going up yeah. by the second. Oh, God. Yeah. That's um, so okay. So uh, I th- went over my Daruvla notes and I had, I guess, I, don't, I can't remember exactly what was happening when I wrote this, but I just said Logan Sargent dope. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> I don't know if he did something cool. He ended up in P6 in the sprint. I can't remember where he started. It doesn't say. Um, oh, I can just check, I guess. Qualifying. He started in. Let's reverse. Reverse as well. Oh, you're right. But he started. Oh, that's his number. He's number six. He started in seventh, or he qualified. So he started seventh, in, so he started in third then, right? Okay, so maybe he didn't do so good in the race, but he did something <laughs> that was cool. So <laughs> good for him. He did something that was cool. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know what you did, but way to go, dude. <laughs> he job. lost some spots at the end, but that happens. Um, then we. I said, uh, Vips unlucky on restart for the sprint because I think he got up into a pretty high position didn't he and then where'd he end up did he did he finish the race oh yeah he ended up ended up he got like wing damage or something didn't he yeah i can't remember exactly what happened to vips but i said he had unlucky restart so can't remember which one there's fucking three of them (laughs) 
Yeah, that was the first hint at a long weekend for for that yeah. man, unfortunately. Rip. But before um, we get into that, yeah, Lawson was looking insane in the sprint race. Yep. Which was yeah, super hype. Epic draft from Lawson the and the fights with Drugovich. He had a couple in the sprint and he had like a couple in the feature race also with him, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah P9, he, he started P9, right? Because he qualified P2. Um, yeah, yeah. In the sprint. Yeah, P9 to P3. That's huge. Yeah, that was, it was epic. I feel like he, I was, I was, um, I was going to tell you this, but I think I forgot. I was like, damn, because we like live text each other during the race. But I don't know if you had, I can't remember if you had watched it yet or whatever, but I was like, I was going to tell you, I was going to be like, damn, Lawson is impressing me, bro. Like, damn. Dude, dude. the wheel-to-wheel racing was crazy. He had yeah, a lot of good, like, epic good moves, moves for sure. Good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially in the 90, those, like, that section of uh, 90 degree corners, I feel like he right. pulled, like, a couple sw- switchbacks and a couple, like. Yeah. Pretty, it was like, like, there was him and Drugovich were getting after it, too, with each other. They were, like. And Daruvula, like, he was just all over a bunch of people. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would, like, take, like, one... He'd take, like, the inside or, like, the outside line at one corner, but it ended up being the inside line, like, on the next corner. And yeah. he would, like, take the spot then. It's pretty epic. Yeah, pretty cool. yeah. It was fun yeah. to watch. Um. Okay. So that was the sprint. Um. Any other results you want to talk about? I mean, we have Vesti, who won the sprints. I don't think he's really in contention for... Owasa P8. Um, yeah, Wasa P8. Can't remember it's his like race. I don't think he. I didn't put down any notes really, so don't think he did anything. I think he, too... he qualified a bit lower because he had uh, issues in qualifying. And he oh yeah, the he crashed. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. He he had a sick first lap and then Damn, just that was threw so it sad, the dude. Wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so sad. His his lap literally held, I think, P1 until the last runs from everyone. So that was. I think I'm he was like excited. P7 or 6 or something like that in quality. Uh, he went dropped down to 13, actually. Oh, damn. By the mind. end. Yeah. I mean, that's a good good sprint race for him then. Got yeah, a five spots. No, that's definitely decent. I can't remember. I feel like I don't remember seeing him pass anyone, but that's good for him. Um, Too focused on my mans. Yeah, I mean, he was putting on a show, dude. <laughs> um, all right. So how about we go to the feature race then? Sure. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. I, I took this note down, I think, a couple weeks ago. One of the announcers mentioned that there's only four rookies on the F2 grid. Uh, is that right? That's pretty dope if it is. Does that sound right? I don't know. I, well, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, feel I like there'd be, be more, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I think they said something. This is F3 related, but I think F3, it's like half of the grid or something is like their first time racing in f3 that's so like a lot of a lot of new faces too which is cool i guess you would want a cup i guess i don't know for, in my head I, I was thinking like the like half the grid gets replaced like every year in f2 but i guess that it makes more sense to like actually develop the drivers right know? yeah i think jeruvula has been there for a few years now yeah i think he's 22 or 23 i think jeruvula is yeah, so he's been there for a couple of years. I know this is Drugovich's third year, and I think this isn't. Lawson's been there. What this is his second year, I think. Also, Porsche has been there for a while. Yeah, um, so I had that down, um, and then I said, "I didn't." My next note was about Lawson. Also, dude is I said, legit. Lawson. I think defense dude is legit. Oh yeah, and then he had the. I think he was. I can't remember if he was leading. 
for a second and then or he was like defending and then he um he defended on the lap before and then the next lap he was clearly going to get past and he went oh this is when he went for the undercut and he lost all his positions yeah um, but he had a really bad pit stop and that kind of screwed yeah. him for the rest of the race i think he was like the first one to go for the undercut and i think it, it proved they're like pretty much anyone who went for the undercut got completely fucked and lost a lot right. of positions yeah because um, the i think they all started on super softs and yeah, so i think the super softs yeah had a more more life in them but um yeah so i said i thought he had a smart pit but the undercut was weak and then oh yeah and then he got crashed into by uh doing right at the end yeah on like the was that the second safety car restart or something yeah, there's two safety car restarts in the feature race i think yeah, I think it was the second one then, I think, whatever the last one was. But, yeah, it was him and uh, – who was it? Was it Sergeant or somebody? Who was it? I can't – or maybe it was Daruvla. I that think crashed into him? No, 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 because they went three wide into the into the second corner. Oh, so yeah. I think it was him and Daruvla, and then Duan was the like, oh, there's a gap Duan. on the inside, yeah. like for sure. And they just sent it down <laughs> the inside and ran straight into him and popped his wheel. Oh and shit! Then, and then went on the radio and got mad at him. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's um, um. Oh, speak. Well, before I bring this up, speaking of radios, did you guys did you hear the radio of uh, Marcus Armstrong? Like, I think he was he was leading in the feature race for a second, but and there's some radio from his team where his team was basically telling him to like chill the fuck out. That's like literally what they said to him. <laughs> They're like, get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that was a pretty spicy radio for sure. Yeah, um, and they're like, that's not the first time we've heard that radio message going towards Armstrong. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> so funny. That was, that was too good. Um, and then, oh, it, yeah. Oh, speaking of radio messages, who was it that um, going into turn three, like that nine-degree left-hander, uh-huh. uh, someone tried to send it down the inside and just completely outbreak themselves and went straight into the wall? Oh. And then he was like, oh, what an idiot. Or like, we have an idiot on the track. Or, that's Porsche who was saying that he was an idiot, Porsche. right? Yeah, but no, but no, I don't know who was the one who sent it on the brakes. I f- can't remember. Shit, I can't either. But that that shit was so funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Porsche who was the one who was like, "What an idiot!" What do you think he was gonna do there? Yeah, yeah, that was a good radio. Um, the next note I have is Nissani most annoying slash hateable question mark. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I feel like he just from Bahrain, he just like set his season off to be like just the worst, most annoying yeah. person because he was yeah. like super reckless in Bahrain, right? And then uh, oh yeah, no, he's been he's been on my shit list since the first race of the season just yeah. because of that, which is not <laughs> which is not good. Well, then he but... he crashed with uh, Bolabasi, I think, in which was the second safety car, I think, and he he did like the same thing that Duan did to Lawson, basically to Bolabasi. Where oh, he like nice. into that a left ninety degree turn, he like tried to cut up the inside and oh no, maybe it was the outside. He tried to go around the outside and like you know like bull oh, Bassi, like castle section that one. No, I forget. He was it was he it was a ninety degree turn. I can't remember which yeah. one exactly. There's a few. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. Um, but he he tried to go around the outside and like bull Bassi, like you know cut him like closed the door on him. Because he clearly was, didn't have the position. Yeah, and he like Bulbasi like jumped off his the wheel and like they both went into the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I think I'm thinking of a different one too, but there was someone that tried to go around the outside right before the castle section, like that right-hander. Uh-huh. And he just, he just turned and went just oh. perfect, perfectly turned straight into the wall. Like yeah, it was like the shit. perfect trajectory. Who was that? <laughs> they were pretty, I thought they were kind of high, weren't they in the... I think I can't, I can't remember, remember who it was. Dude. God damn There's it! So many fucking crashes. Yeah, a lot of shit happened, bro. It was this, these races were so lit. It was crazy. It was, yeah, it was dope. Um, it was so funny. But yes, yeah, so I had that note about Nasani. Um, then, oh yeah, the second restart apparently was pretty crazy. I said, "Holy shit!" Second re. Oh yeah. Oh shit! Chaos at the back and Vips. I'm strong. Ass to head. <laughs> that was my note. Ass to head. Yeah. Did you uh, on the second restart? Like oh, um, yeah, when he bumped him. Yeah, no, they were like literally ass ahead, like bra- breaking for like two seconds, you know. <laughs> and Vips, Vips, uh, barely made the corner. Like he was literally getting pushed by Armstrong, and he it was like, almost barely a, got the car turn. It was almost a Verstappen Ricardo incident, the same corner. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was that was literally so funny. I watched that like fucking five times. It was so, <laughs> it was so good. And this was also the one where it was pretty like uh, crazy. In the back, I think there was like two different people like swerved like all over the place like in the back. Oh yeah, which was pretty nuts. Yeah, that one freaked me out. That was like that Constantino thing. Yeah, but, like yeah. it looked like because when they're coming at you, the guys that were on the right, it looked like I didn't know the wall like went out further. I thought the wall was just right on the edge of the track, and oh, they yeah. like disappear behind the wall for a second, and then they come <laughs> back. But it looked like he just straight like turned like straight at the wall. I was like, oh my god. This dude's about to go head first at like 140 into this wall. This is not gonna be good. But then they yeah. just like popped out on the other side. It was insane. Yeah, that that I that clip that Vips Armstrong. That's just so fucking funny to me. I don't know. That was fantastic. <laughs> so good. It's like I, where do you, this is what I mean about F two. Like you would, I feel like you'd never see that in Formula One. Like that's just so right. So good. Right, because so they're experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. That's I don't so know. Funny. That was that was great though. That was fantastic. Um, then my next note, I just had tough race for Awasa. Oh yeah, and Vips. Then we had the Vips crash. What was? I can't remember what my, happened. My was, but... part of my prediction. Yeah, let's go. This man literally predicted it. That's predicted pole and him losing it because I said he's gonna mess up in the main race and he did. Threw it straight had... into a wall. Did he? Was he in first the entire way? Pretty much. Right. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hauger was. Hauger had a really good race. Where did he start? I think he started P3. So, yeah, he started P3. So, he finished first, which isn't a crazy jump, but he had a really solid race, I feel like. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was, like, he was right on Vips for, like, a while. He was, like, hovering right around that, like, second-ish range. Yeah, he was starting to put the pressure on him at the end there, too, definitely. Yeah, he just, like, it's that castle section. Yeah. It'll get you. (laughs) My note was Vips, choker. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Quite, I feel quite bad tough. for him, bro. Did, did you see, like, uh, they had the camera on him a whole bunch when he was out of the car, yeah. like, on the side of the road. He was, like, was smacking like... the shit out of his steering wheel. He was pissed yeah. off. I oh, mean, he did God. He did something really similar in Imola, too, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, same kind of thing. So, definitely tough. But that's where my prediction was sprouted from. So, yeah, should have bet <laughs> this weekend, I suppose. <laughs> it's just so funny that he... I mean, it's not funny. It sucks for him. I feel bad for him. That <laughs> it's not funny. That oh, he's, he's had uh, I think he's had a really unlucky, pretty tough season compared to his pace. You know, right? Yeah, he's just like pushing just a little bit too hard. 
Yeah. He just needs to be trying to get some points rather than yeah. like going for a win every time, you know, that kind of thing. Which is also interesting. Like, uh, it's got to be a lot of pressure, obviously, to be in the Red Bull tree, especially since there's literally 12 other fucking people in your series <laughs> in F2, that yeah, are trying yeah. to get into Formula One, you know? Yeah. Through, this, through the same path that you're trying to go through. It's like, it's, I'm right. sure that's a lot of pressure. Totally. But, yeah, 100%. Especially since I think he's next up, I guess you'd say. Besides Lawson, maybe? I mean, maybe Drogovic, too. Or I mean, Sorry, Red Bull. Oh, oh, sure. I feel like he's probably too old. I don't know, maybe that's... I mean, Sargent also came P2 as well, at least in this Sergeant, race. Sargent's uh, Williams, I think, Academy. Is he? I thought he was in a same kind of livery. <clears throat> no, he's got that Williams livery. Sargent oh, does. Oh, oh! I think I'm confused because it's Carlin, like Lawson's, but it's not actually oh, yeah. the same fucking car. <laughs> yeah, no, Carlin. Yeah, so annoying. Uh, Sergeant's on Carlin too, but yeah, he has the Williams livery. Do they um, have constructors in F2? I can't remember. Yeah, do they have constructors or a constructors like championship? Sta- like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the um, championship. I'm not sure. Let me see if they have standings for it. Oh, I think they do actually. Teams and drivers. MP Motorsport oh, first, Prima second, ARTs third. There you go. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, not that okay. anyone really cares, I feel like, about that. But. Right, I think we talked about this last time, too. Like, it's really yeah. all about the personal brand type thing. But, For sure. And it's like, if they if they really wanted to make the constructors, like, uh, a legit thing in the race, they'd probably make the cars look the same so you can tell who's on the same team. yeah. But I think it's probably more for what team gets like funding kind of thing. For sure. More than anything. And like sponsorships and that kind of thing. But also like they're basically just each of them are like academies for different different right. one teams basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the, the last note I had for the race was that just a solid points finish for Drigovic once again. Shout out to him. Doing well. I, I like I, we mentioned before how Piastri we... Um, hadn't seen his f2 season so we we're just curious like how his went but i, I noticed that uh, one of the commentators were talking about how he piastri had like a slow start to his season but then in the back half i think he put up a lot of wins so it's just yeah. interesting like if Drugovich can keep this up already like that could be pretty nuts for him so yeah hopefully he can keep doing really well i want him to do yeah. so good and I'm looking, I feel like he had like a pretty quiet weekend relatively. Yeah. I mean, he just like stayed out of trouble, but he, Definitely. so I'm looking at like the points he, so he scored 19 total points this weekend. Mm-hmm. He scored 20, uh, Sargent scored 21 and then Hauger scored 25 from all points from the feature race. So right. like he's, he outscored, I mean, Portero only got two points this weekend. He's I ahead by, his lead. he's ahead by 49 points right now. Ahead of second. That's insane. <clears throat> So, I mean, if he if he blows a forty nine point lead, I don't know what to tell you at this point. But <laughs> I guess we're halfway through, so there's definitely I mean, still time. Charles had like a forty point lead at some point this season, and look where we are now. So, also know. fair, yeah, true. Anything could happen. Um, but uh, this is also this leads me to my next point that I kind of wanted to bring up. Um, we just had the news break. I don't know if this is official. I mean, there hasn't been any official. This is. Um, official reporting that I've seen. I think it's just mostly rumors, I'm sure, and like people that know from what I, I'm gathering. But Piastri is going to be on Williams officially for 
23 and 24 and Williams might be or is switching over to the Renault engine, which is cool also. Um, but that's kind of besides the point. But who cares? Piastri. Piastri's in F1. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Piastri's F1, which is fucking super hype. Um, which I wanted to bring up this topic of who do you think is the next one? Who's going to be, who's the next F2 driver after Piastri that's going to make the jump to uh, Formula One? It's that's just like so hard though because it's it is like what seats are going to be open like that's actually almost impossible to like judge. Well, you know? okay, so I think you got a couple candidates. Obviously, Drugovic if he continues to dominate, yeah. um, and he can go anywhere too. Yeah, that's also I wanted to bring up like that, was, he's he's probably more likely just for that reason alone. To be honest, I was trying to explain to Gabby how like you know Drugovic's situation and I was but. Just like him, I just explain how he's like a free agent, basically. You know, he'll have, yeah. depending yeah. on how he does, like, he could have a bidding war for him, which would be pretty sick. I mean, maybe not a bidding war, but, like, I'm sure a couple teams will be interested, at least, um, if he continues to dominate in the Formula 2. But, um, right. So there's Drugovic, I'd say Vips, and I feel like Vips and Lawson are competing for potentially, I'm not next year, because I think they're going to keep Yuki for at least next year. In Alphatari, um, but the year after that, maybe I'd say Vips and Lawson are contenders for that Red Bull seat. Um, I mean, we're gonna see what happens with. I mean, Pato Award is no guarantee to McLaren either if Ricardo ends up getting kicked out at the end of this year, sure. which also isn't guaranteed in the first place. So there's definitely a lot of like open seats that are still yeah. kind of up in the air right now. Also, if if Ricardo does move and Gasly goes there, then maybe that see that right. Alphatar opens up more it. imminently. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Give me a name, Dave. Come on. Who do you predict it right now? So in in three years from now, we can go back, and, or maybe in two years from now, we can be like, oh shit, Danny got it right again. The next four put, it, put in the time capsule. Yeah. yeah. Put it in my backyard. <laughs> go find it in a couple of years. Um, I mean, I feel. I don't know. I feel like Drogovic is the front runner. Yeah. I mean, we're also like to be fair, like we're making these predictions. We've only seen half of one F two season, so like, no, very true. <laughs> we, we're not we're, accustomed to the how it goes, you know. Right. Yeah. Sure. By no means. Yeah. And like, I mean, Drogovic has looked like really good all season, so it's kind of hard yeah. to like write him off. But it's also like Vips has been really fast, but like keeps crashing out. Lawson's right. been fast, but he's gotten unlucky like a few times. He got really unlucky in Jetta too, with like tried to put the wheel on and just messed up, and then he was out of the race. You know, like stuff yeah. like that too. Also, he's uh, only twenty, which is I didn't right. Know yeah, and he's super yeah. young, so yeah. I don't know if that would entice them to want to bring him up sooner or keep sure. him in F two for longer to make right. sure he develops and then bring him up. So, um, but if it's like a if it's an Alphatari seat, I'm sure they'd rather bring up one of their own drivers than bringing in like someone like Djokovic, because then that's probably rubs their drivers the wrong way. That it's like he's just jumping the line, kind of like they've been in their academy for so many years, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna take this free agent guy because right. he's fast and he won last year. You know, like it's probably not a good look, right, especially right. when they have such like heavy investment enough too. To just not take any of their drivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure no one would want to probably join their academy in the future. Then, if that's the case, you know. No, so, you're right for sure. If it, if it's an Alphatari seat, I'd say probably Lawson or Jeruvla would be top of the list there. Yeah. Um, but for any other team, I'd say Drogovic. I'm a I'm gonna go out and limb here. I'm going 
driver and team prediction. I'm going Drugovic to Haas, replacing Mick Schumacher. Oh. Oh. What do you think about that? (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, may as well try something new, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I would not... I would not be surprised at all. He's been not good at all so far. I've been yeah. really, I've been expecting each week it to just be better, but it seems like he's declining almost. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he might be under pressure not to crash because it's literally fucking over the team's financials, with right? The budget cap. <laughs> so like, True. I'm sure there's pressure there, but I don't know. I I, I like Mick. He seems, I mean, he seems like an awesome guy, and like yeah. I want him to do well, but. And him and Seb, like their relationship is the cutest thing ever. But <laughs> I'd and since there's, I was trying to think. I don't think there's any Ferrari Academy people that are at least doing well. I don't know if there's even any in Formula Two that I know of. But definitely not well, any the that are Prima's? notable. Right, Prema. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if oh, like being on a team see. makes them automatically um, Ferrari Academy or what the situation is there, but they're obviously not going to bring, and obviously Haas being, that's why Schumacher partially is on Haas because of the Ferrari ties. Um, right. I'm trying to, I so, can't even remember who's on Prema. So Prema, uh, oh, Prema is uh, Hauger and Daruvula. Okay, that's why That's why it's so confusing with these, yeah. Wait, because is, Daruvula, is he right? wears... So so Hauger and Ruvla both wear Red Bull kits. Yeah. And their cars are Red Bulls, but they're on Prema, which is a Ferrari team. Is that right? Hold on, let me see. What team has Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Arthur Clerk is on Prema in F three, so Right. So Actually they have another Red Bull driver in F three also on Prema, which is interesting. So does that mean Daruvla to Haas? <laughs> I don't know how that works exactly. I'm sure <laughs> It's so I'm weird. Sure. There's, there's, there's no way they're a Red Bull. Maybe uh, it really person. isn't tied. Maybe it isn't tied so. that tightly. I don't think so. It must not be because I mean, obviously, if they're in a, a Prema Ferrari team and they're wearing all Red Bull stuff, they obviously don't care that much, right. you know. No. But I, I think the, the outfit probably weighs more than the car, would be my guess. Like the sponsors that they're wearing. Right. Oh yeah, so, for sure. And then I'm sure, like, Prema, Prema is just like a team. They're going to want the fast guys they can get so they can get win the constructors and then get more money, you know? Right. And I think right. Prema's been, like, I'm pretty sure they're, like, the team. Top tier. For the most yeah. part. Yeah. ART, I think that's I where think uh, is popular, right? Was that where Piastri was? He was Prema, right? I think so. I think he was as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess maybe... Forget what but I said is... earlier. <laughs> Drogovic is next up in line then. If the, I don't know for the Haas seat, for like any seat, yeah, it doesn't matter that much because I mean it seems like Rebel doesn't have any issues having twelve drivers. <laughs> or keep saying that number, but twelve drivers, yeah, NF two, twelve ish. We'll say. Well, I you think know, it's. Like... I think, like you said, it's a lot more about the, um, like personal sponsorships, like the, and the personal academies. Like, you know, obviously Red Bull Academy drivers are all in line for the Red Bull, like AlphaTauri and Red Bull teams, you know. Right, right. And like Sargent in line for the Williams uh, team. But so with my 
Drugovich to Haas prediction is what I was going with. Um, how there isn't a Ferrari Academy driver that I know of. There's literally I haven't heard any mention of a Ferrari Academy driver in F2. And yeah. I think I remember people mentioning that there isn't like one up and coming behind Mick. The Mick was the last one. So right. True. And Drugovich being a free agent, you know, kind of opens him up to go anywhere. So I think it'd be interesting if he ended up in Haas. I know? will say, I think we might have a little bit of recency bias going on just because I just looked up Drugovich's like past few years of racing. Yeah. So 2019, he came in 16th in the F3 championship. Somehow the next year he was in F2 mm-hmm. and 2020 he came in ninth in F2. And then last year in F2, he came in eighth. So, like, it's an improvement, I guess. That's, but, yeah. like, I mean, it's not like he's not been, sure. like, a top three guy You're in right. every league. He's been in, like, 16th in F3. That's really, like, I yeah. guess maybe it was a lot of DNFs. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe not his I mean, fall out of his control. But 16th still. There's your people, like, your Leclerc's and your Russell's who won F3, won F2, straight to Formula 1, you know? Right, right. So it's Those are, like, the prodig- prodigal-type yeah. type of driver you know like oh my god is it the next like michael schumacher whatever you know <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's like i don't think anyone has that type of hype coming out not right now yeah F2. for sure yeah i mean definitely not but i mean but besides piastri i suppose yeah i don't even know well, if he has those accolades accolades yeah, i'm not either, sure either but... if he won back to back like that um well i think schumacher did which is interesting how it's working out for him Right. Um, yeah. Right now, because you think it'd be like a really good indicator of like, oh wow, like this yeah. guy's got it going on, you know? You know, I also heard them mention that Joe. I think he had like, I think Joe had like twenty something podiums in his F two career, which is not like he's not like winning everything, but I don't know. After watching F two so far this year, I feel like even consistently, consistently finishing on the podium is like pretty impressive for yeah. Formula Two because like shit happens, you know? Right. Like you can so, just get your pissed up fucked and it's game over. And like that's true. So finishing so top three. Is I did. Good. I did just look up Piastri's yeah. record, and it, it is much more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got? So he won Formula Renault Euro Cup in 2019, okay. won the championship. Then he won the F3 championship in 2020, okay. and then he won the F2 championship in 2021. Okay. Okay. So like the hype makes sense. That that's the hype for him. Yeah. Like there's like if coming in 16th and ninth and then eighth. And, like, we're kind of throwing Djokovic on a pedestal at the moment because he's killing it this year, which is, like, fair enough to him, you know? But, yeah, I mean, three years and three different series, winning all of them in the first try is insane. That's so that crazy. Impressive. You know, especially at the F2 level. That's crazy. Yeah. And not to mention he's 21. This dude was literally born in 2001. So <laughs> that's nuts. Let that sink in. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, well, that makes more sense about the Piastri, Piastri hype. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I like I said, if I if I had seen it, I'd be more convinced probably. But, right, um, right. We'll see about him next year, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, and then we went over our predictions. Did we? Did we go over our predictions? You had Vips Paul Porsche or one, Drugovich two, Lawson three, and for the future race, which kind of not so close. Um, right. And then I had Djokovic for pole winning. And then I had Iguasa second place. That was a go with my heart kind of pick. And then I had doing P3, which didn't so, quite work yeah. out either. Yeah, doing ruined my weekend. So yeah, you didn't get 
<laughs> um, I guess to, to transition to F1, since we're yeah, talking about it. Piastri, you know, Piastri is replacing Goat Tifi, of course. Goat Tifi. Let's give him a quick shout out for best finish of the year at P15. <laughs> with oh, good job. Five DNFs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> or I guess, did he finish ahead of Mick? I don't think he did, did he? Um, I got you. Let's see. He... I don't want to. I don't want to talk down on him, you know. Race results. No, he finished behind Mick. <laughs> no. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Get him out of here. Oh, it's, well, he had a 10-second penalty, and then he didn't, like, he failed to yield to the blue flags, get another five because yeah. he wanted to give Pierre the fucking yeah, well, let's talk about that real quick. This, yeah, the story yeah. just came out today about how <laughs> uh, Latifi – I'm glad he got penalized for being – ignoring the blue flags seeing as how he literally fucked over carlos's race at monaco yeah so like this is a problem for this guy like this guy is literally the worst god Ugh. <laughs> he's just too slow he doesn't know what to the do the worst just fucking follow the blue flags at least <laughs> if you're just gonna be trundling around the fucking track just look at the blue flags and move jesus christ that's literally the least you could do but i'm glad he got penalized but so the story came out today that uh he was like luke pierre and hamilton were battling behind him and he basically, you know, didn't get out of the way for Pierre after being um, shown the blue flags, flags a couple times. And then he had a chance to, but then he decided still not to get out of the way so that later in the lap, he could give Pierre the um, DRS down the straight as he felt like he fucked uh, Gasly over earlier in the lap. Um, so he's kind of, you know, making right. pain and making it even. Yeah, just like allowed him to defend from Hamilton, which like, yeah. to be fair, is like, it's like a... A morally like it's fine. good thing to do, yeah. which is fair, but it's also just get out of the way the first time, right. and then there's no exactly. issue. Exactly, 100%. Like, it's like, oh, well, don't give me a five-second penalty. I, I held him up for a little bit, so if I held him up for just a little bit longer, it would be okay. <laughs> it's like, what do you – just move. What are you talking yeah, about? Get out of the terrible. way. Shouldn't take more than one blue flag for you to just, like, go like this, get off the gas <laughs> and brake a little bit, and then let him go by, and then get back on the gas, and then start racing. Yeah. Again, you know, like – I mean – I don't know. Yeah, I'm that's oversimplifying, awful. obviously. You know, no, you're I'm right, no F1 though. driver. But, like, I play, <laughs> I play like a video game. I can get out of the way, you know. No, you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, he's literally paid. I'm, I guess he's paying for this, I guess. But um, <laughs> it's his job, at the very least, to race. Let me rephrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he's being paid for this. but I don't This know exactly is his how chosen bad. profession. Let's put it that way. There, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to be good at this thing. So <laughs> work on that. Um, <laughs> um, were there any other F1 stories I wanted to bring up? I don't think so. You know what? We can just get into the race weekend then. Um, sure. Maybe I'll remember something. Um, so I have a couple I have notes for each session. So we could, we could just go over those. Um, so for quality, um, I said Red Bull and Ferrari drivers. Um, oh, okay. I was making this note how, um, I mean, Specifically, Max and Charles, especially, but the Ferrari and Red, Red Bull drivers both. I, I just think it's very impressive that they can go out lap after lap and like consistently improve, which makes sense, you know. But like, I don't know. I just think it's it's pretty impressive that they can, like, literally every time they go out, they're setting just purple sectors. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it. It's probably like. I want to say it's easier for them to do now because I think they know they have so much pace in hand over everyone else that they probably right. don't need. They can probably go you know, 85% on their laps and still be faster than at least the top 10, you know? So like in the Q3 is like, 
that should never really be an issue for them. Um, but then like, they probably want to set like a good banker lap, like the first time in Q3. So in case sure. someone like crash into a wall, then you're guaranteed to be at least ahead of them, you know, especially in Baku. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, Charles's middle sector was insane in quality. That was like, so hype he's like a whole half second up out of dude, nowhere it's like Holy that shit. was that was my last note that i had i said charles quali god like this yeah. dude oh dude, i was telling you about i texted you about this earlier too like charles is literally so impressive in qualifying it's nuts like yeah i guess i got so hype watching that last lap because you see you see the first sector it's purple he's like it's like yeah. minus a tenth and you're like okay this is good and yeah. then he's good he goes and then the second sector purple and it's like minus half a second you're like what the <laughs> like, fuck you know, just where'd that just come from like <laughs> i think someone had just set the fastest lap too before that i think yeah Sergio had just yeah, yeah, set yeah, yeah. it so you're like like the track conditions he's are flying. the same and he's yeah. up half a second which is yes. a, so much time in qualifying. Half a second? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? This is so crazy. Just I got so hyped for that. With Red Bull on the straights, dude. It'd be I insane. Know. Well, honestly, it was a pretty impressive uh, performance, I feel like, from Ferrari on the straights this weekend compared to their pace in the past. Like, I think yeah, they didn't fair. get completely destroyed. I would have expected them to lose like a fucking second down the straight, straight up. Right. <laughs> based that's on fair. the past, you know, races in the past. Um, Oh, th- okay. So this is another narrative I wanted to hit on throughout this weekend that I noticed um, with Sebastian Vettel kind of having a nice little streak of qualifying performance and race performance in the at least in the past two races. So I want to say first off, shout out to Vettel, and this is a, another little juicy juicy bit. I was like Vettel Vettel to McLaren question mark. Would you want Vettel over Ricardo in that second seat? Low key, maybe. I don't Wait, know. Would McLaren want him? That's what I mean. I feel like I don't think they would. Why not? I wouldn't. Because he's old. Does he I have mean, like only old. a few years left? Yeah, I mean he's old, but like look at Alonso. Alonso's older, I think, by a little bit. I mean, I think you'd rather pair another young and upcoming driver with Lando at McLaren, and then maybe. you have them. It's like it's like what Ferrari's doing with Sainz and Charles. Yeah, you're right. It's the same I mean, kind of thing. I, you, I think the obvious the obvious move is obviously to get another young driver with Lando to make, you know, a super squad. But right. like if you put Lando and Vettel and if you get Vettel a good car, he kind of goes back on the upswing if he continues this trajectory. I mean, not continues. It's just been a couple races, but like right. if he can, can start doing really well in a really good car, I feel like he yeah. could, you know, Put in some good results still i don't know I just i'm definitely not i'm definitely not like opposed to it i just think it would be a weird move for right. mclaren like to pick to pick him up at this point i don't know i feel like there's a good chance he ends his career at aston yeah it it, it definitely be a weird move. i was just it throwing it out there you know just kind of came yeah. to me i was like this could be kind of interesting if this happened yeah why yeah not? definitely speaking yeah. of mclaren also another shout out to daniel cardo for beating norris finally True. Getting True. back at it, we got to give him his props because it's been a it's been a tough season for him, and it's, yeah, he's been on the chopping block. And Monaco is not great for him. Uh, a lot of people talking about Pato and all that stuff Bunch, going on. Anyone so. else besides? Yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone was. They're just throwing names out there, like yeah. anyone could replace him at this time. But yeah, I don't know. It was there was like kind of team orders, you could yeah, say. But it was fair, I think. Yeah, no, I yeah. Th- I don't think there was anything like. 
like malpractice or anything like crazy going on. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, eight, nine for McLaren's not bad. They definitely got to be happy with that for sure. It's not Double bad, points. but. That, was, started... that could have been someone's hot take. If we had a hot take of. <laughs> Yeah, McLaren double McLaren points. points that would have been that would have been up there for sure yep. so i have seen a lot of people putting praise on mclaren and i just want to be a little of a debbie downer and say that they had two they gained two spots from dnfs possibly three if yuki would have finished above them which was seeming likely so like, yeah did they really do anything not I really mean, that's it's that's also fair to say but i think also just the fact that they're right next to each other makes me think that they both got the best out of the cars over the weekend. sure sure now, yeah so, no, they definitely could have gotten the best out of the cars that they could have and you're right about that right so, right um that's probably the best they could do the other note that i had was mick question mark he had a really tough time in quality um Tough oh, I did. Overall. I did want to point out. Um, I noticed at the end of the race that Max almost lapped Ocon. Mm-hmm. Ocon was in tenth place. He was in a points paying position and almost finished an entire lap down from the Red Bulls. Yeah, it's like is absolutely ridiculous how fast those cars are compared to yeah. everybody else. Well, like it's not. It's almost like not even fun to watch at this point. Yeah, yeah, they are so far ahead, which is why I mean, this is what I mean about like us missing out on this on the narrative between Ferrari and Charles for the past I mean uh right. Charles and Max right the because DNS then it's stuff. it's them just like doing a road trip out front like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no one even close to him I mean uh George finished in third place and he was 46 seconds behind Christ yeah that's unbelievable and it's and not like George Lewis, had any issues or anything like, right he, yeah he had a good race yeah yeah he like did everything he needed to do he was like hauling Zaz off and yeah. Lewis came in fourth and he was 71.6 seconds behind first place yeah oh my god that's yeah. so ridiculous like even I don't even know and I guess we can sort of transition into this now there was a lot of uh pain for a lot of drivers given the oh, yeah. like two mile long straight b- bouncing up and down um especially lewis yep um we kind of talked about this is he flopping or is he actually in a lot of pain (laughs) right (laughs) because he he looked like he turned 70 years old during that race and like literally could not stand up and i think to be fair like um i think that is very painful i think they're pulling like six g's when they smack the ground you know and they're they're doing that multiple Mm -hmm. times a second you know like for you know, 50-something laps or however long the race yeah. was, like, that can't feel good. And it's not only happening on the straight. It's happening everywhere. So um, there's definitely, like, a push for led by Mercedes. For sure. But, yeah, but everyone else as well, like, they're hoping FIA can kind of step in and do something. Everyone has it. mentioned that the porpoising has been bad. Like, yeah. Every, every travel, like, driver has said that. I think the, the biggest, like, argument for them is the whole point of the regulations was to make it more competitive and i don't i don't know if it's like compared to maybe the 2020 season that was super uncompetitive right like merc was insane Mm -hmm. but i mean this is like pretty close to how that season was if we're being honest we'll see when it comes to the regulations making it competitive especially by the end of the year if you know the cost cap catches up to these top teams and uh I feel like, especially as the years go on here, we might start getting a lot closer. You know, the first year yeah. I feel like is always going to be 
has a chance yeah. of being like this. I feel like the first year of a new regu- yeah, new regulation. I think that's fair. I mean, I think the only difference between this year and 2020 is just the fact that there's two teams that are both way faster than everyone else. Like 2020, it was just Merck, just Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was like a it was like a quote unquote boring season. But at least this year, there's like there's people that'll compete for the podium positions, I guess. But it's always like unless there's a DNF, it's always going to be some combination of those four drivers. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's no way you're going to have, you know, like a George Russell actually come P3 off of purely speed. That's like actually impossible. There's no way. Yeah. You know, and even when, you know, he was trying to hold off Max in Barcelona, he didn't even have DRS. He was like all over him, you know. He had DRS for one lap and he passed him and then he was gone by 20 seconds, you know. So, well, that's definitely interesting. Circle back to the, the, narrative about the about the um porpoising and like hamilton and mercedes you know trying to push the narrative Uh, i feel like a simple i don't know if this is a a solution to do it but like um, mercedes is pushing for this for like a minimum ride height you know rule so that they all all the cars have to drive at a ride height but obviously that'd be detrimental to a couple teams that have figured out mostly red bull i guess is probably the best one when it comes to porpoising, but um, I feel like I saw a couple of people mentioning they should just implement like a, like you're saying a G-force like limiter, like a team can only subject their driver to like a limit of G's from porpoising, which right. I feel like would not hurt Red Bull because they could still run their car as low as they can because they're yeah. not suffering from I mean, the porpoising. I think that would make Red Bull even faster though comparatively to everybody you're else. Right. But so, I mean, that's, does that really fix anything? It fixes the, the pain from the porpoising for these teams, I guess. I mean, I guess, but now like those teams aren't allowed anymore to run their cars as fast as possible because of the yeah, regulations but, that are in place. But it's unfair for the teams to be like, yeah, we can't run our car faster, so they can't run their car faster either because they figured it out and we didn't. This way, it's like if you can't figure it out, fuck you. That's your problem. You know, I feel like that's more fair. I mean, I, I guess it's it's more fair to the drivers that they don't subject them to that. And I'm definitely like, like definitely down for that. But like, as far as us as viewers watching the race, like sure. if you think a 45 second gaps a lot, like they're going to be lapping up to like fifth place. Sure. Well, they, they'll be considerably slower if they don't have porpoising because they right. can't control it and they won't have that ground effect then to like help them in those corners. So it's it's well, like a super tough, like, I don't know if there's any real way to like make make a rule that doesn't hurt Red Bull because Red Bull is just so much faster. They like almost need to like nerf them, like dumb them <laughs> down a little bit to make it like a more level playing field, which wouldn't be it, fair to them. But it just depends on who you want the, to benefit like the most. Like if you if you're doing this rule for driver safety, then I think you do the the G the G force rule. If you're trying to do it to make it kind of just like cut the I don't know, cut everyone down a little bit, then I guess you do the ride height um, rule. But I don't know. I feel like, um, oh, Lando was saying it in an interview. He was like, yeah, I'm sure they could, if they really cared about fixing the porpoising, they would just raise the ride height and slow down. Basically, I'm assuming, McLaren, I'm assuming, has done that to be slower. Right. But they've raised the ride height so they're not killing the drivers. So, like, if Mercedes has to do that, race. Yeah. yeah. But if Mercedes has to do that, then they have to do that because they didn't make their car as well. 
I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's just how it is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely tough. Like you say, um, they just have to eat the L. You know, like, I just think just... I just think when they made the regulations, I don't think they assumed it would be this hard of a problem to solve. Yeah. So now they're kind of like stuck in an ultimatum of like, do we want cars to be competitive to each other or do we want it to be safe? Yeah. You know? Well, and you're like, right because in the in the off season, there's a, a vote if they if teams wanted to implement a minimum ride height to combat the porpoising because no one this was before the season started before any testing and everyone voted no oh wow so like, i didn't know that yeah so like no one well, they, they that's didn't foresee unfortunate. This. yeah yeah <laughs> well, well yeah that's what i mean that's also why i feel like it's kind of like i don't know yeah i mean it. it's definitely like it's definitely deal with it for sure but if you're merc and you're like the eight-time defending constructors champion like you're you're going to be running your car as fast as possible because that's sure. what you are. You're not gonna like that's not what you stand for. You know, you're just gonna push it to its absolute limit, which means, you know, subjecting your drivers to those less than ideal conditions until you get right. it figured out and have them just right. tough it out. But who even knows? I mean, we're was this race eight of the season? Yeah, I think so. Like we're going into race nine this next weekend. Like if they don't figure it out soon, I mean, we're almost halfway through the season. You know. Mm-hmm. They gotta, they gotta figure it out sooner. It's kind of gonna be bouncing all the way to the Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, okay, let me let me just run through my notes, and then we could make any. We can come back to any of these um, if we want. So I had Rip Ferrari big problems question mark. I had so sad for Leclerc, uh, but we don't want it to be too easy. <laughs> oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> and, then I, and then I had. Max was Checo, fake news, which I want to talk about. We can talk about that in a sec. Um, and I said Red Bull, race hardened from last year, Strat and Car. Uh, basically, I feel like Red Bull is just insane um, in a lot of ways. And then I, we, I had Ham, Hamilton back pain, pushing narrative question mark. Um, Love the heli shots. There's some great helicopter shots in this race, in that first section especially. You know? Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, and I had Russell could be the best driver on the grid. That's this is I'm also something saying. I want to talk about. Well, you can come back to this. And then I have all the head. Well done, Vettel. So let's circle back to the beginning and okay. talk about Ferrari real quick. Um, Rip Ferrari obviously they had double DNS. Big problems? Question mark. Is this? Uh, are they done? Yes or no? I I don't know if I'd say they're done, but I do yeah. think it's very interesting that the two fastest teams have had way more DNS than like every other team combined. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like, they're still ahead by so much too, just cause they're still so dominant. I don't know what right. they're doing with their engines, but they're, they must be pushing them to the absolute limit. I don't get how you have as many DNS as Ferrari and you know, <laughs> Red Bull have had so far this year. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there were a few Ferrari cars at DNF this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. There's so, uh, Joe and Magnuson also on top of the two main team Ferraris. Right. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. I forgot K-Mag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely something to be worried about. But this is also – this is what happened to Red Bull the first race of the season. For so, sure. So, I mean, I don't expect them to just be DNFing every season. But I also know it was probably pretty hot in Baku. So, yeah. That probably feeds into it as well. I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm um, I'm sure like these these cars are have are very heavy. You know, like teams are 
literally scraping the paint off the sides of the cars to save weight. So I feel like that's got to be part of all the DNFs that we've been seeing. Like teams are really trying to save weight literally every place they can, which I'm sure makes things less reliable, you know? Right. I think, I think it would be interesting to, to see, I don't know how much like the, the cap cost is going to play into everything at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. if it comes down to it, like, are they going to be, if it's really like Red Bull and Ferrari are like right next to each other, neck and neck, like, are they going to go just totally performance or are they going to just be like, okay, we're way faster than everybody else. Let's just try to like finish all these races and just hope mm-hmm. that the team gets a DNF, you know, because like mm-hmm. at the rate we're going now, we can expect both teams to probably have four more DNFs each at least, you know, because that's yeah. been the trend so far. Right. Um, and obviously it doesn't seem like Ferrari's, fix their issues at least from this past weekend so um i don't know it'll be interesting to see with how they plan to spend their money and if they really like want to spend it towards just more performance given how much faster they are than every other team but red bull Mm -hmm. um but i don't know might be some tough decisions for them well speaking of leclerc and Ferrari and the engine i think it's Likely that he's going to take a penalty at this next race. I think if he doesn't, he would have to. Yeah, if he doesn't, he's going to be using um, like the practice and uh, the practice his first engine that he had in the season, which is now the practice engine. So he would have to use it for every practice session, quality, and the race this upcoming weekend, which was the original power unit that he used at the beginning of the season. Which isn't isn't there like a certain number of races that you can. You have to go a certain number of races, and then you can replace your engine without a penalty. Or no, is that only no. in the game? <laughs> yeah, I think that's only in the game. It's only in the game. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. I'm sure if that was uh, accurate. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think that's how it is. He can just take another one, but he'll have to. I think it's a ten place grid penalty at, at least depending on which parts he's going to have to replace. I mean, at worst, he's starting in P14 then. So. <laughs> yeah. No, With a brand new engine, there's no way he's going to be slower than a Mercedes like, or anything. I'd love to see Charles start from fucking P20, honestly. Right, he's guaranteed right. P4 in the race, basically. Like, like racing like, against like 60 AI, just yeah. slicing and dicing <laughs> to the field. 60 AI. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, okay, and also, so next, we had Max versus Checo fake news, which I just wanted to bring up because I feel like the, there's been a lot of push about, you know, can Checo actually, you know, contend for the title versus Max? I don't know. I feel like it's just such bullshit. Like, people are forgetting that Max literally was put through the fucking flames this last season and came out on top and, like, how far ahead he was last year when he had a good car compared to literally everyone else. Him and Lewis were, like, how it is this year with uh, Ferrari and Red Bull. Like, him and Lewis alone were, like, fucking always, like, 20, 30 seconds ahead of everyone, you know? Right, yeah. And I think, like, I don't know, it's it's probably blown out of proportion because Max had a couple DNFs and Paris is, like, able to capitalize maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, and gain some points there. But, and then it was followed by Monaco where you can't pass on track. Yep. You know, and then he ended up winning that because of pissed off strategies and Ferrari fucked it up as they normally do and whatever. Um, but then it just brought the championship that much closer. And it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Like Sergio is actually like right there. Yeah. But people are forgetting basically every race that Max has finished, he's won. I don't know if that's still true. No, because Sergio won the other one. But right. um, 
so all but one, I guess, yep. that he's finished. He's won. So, I mean, he's still the, he's obviously the dude to beat. Like, it's really For not sure. a competition. Um, in the sense that, not that Charles isn't the same level as him, but he's in the faster car and he's the reigning champ. He's the, he's definitely the one with the target on his back and he's definitely responding to that. So good, good, good. I don't think, uh, I think Perez is the, he's a perfect number two driver for Max, but I yeah. think it's going to come to a point where Sergio's going to start getting increasingly more frustrated with any more team orders he gets. Mm. Um, we saw like a little bit of a hint of that this weekend with like quality and um, just kind of how the race panned out and everything. So that'll be interesting going forward, but um, he got his win for the season. So maybe he'll be good and hold, hold off for a little while before he gets too angry. Sure. Sure. Well, I'm glad we agree that Max is the man, obviously in that team. Um, but speaking of that team, I wanted to bring up that, I mean, I'm just very impressed with Red Bull in general with the strats, the car, and the drivers, Max specifically. I just also want to bring up that I think it's really interesting that Red Bull lost the Constructors' Championship last year to Mercedes. And kind of like the narrative, I feel like, of last season was that the uh, Red Bull was really good in the slow corners and the Mercedes was the one that was insane on the straights. And I think it's very interesting that Red Bull built a car this year that is like insane on the straights and, you know, maybe a little bit slower in the corners, whereas Ferrari went for the car that was insane in the corners and not so good on the straights, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, whole new set of regulations, you know, maybe they're like, oh, damn, like Mercedes actually really had us. Maybe they knew they shouldn't have won, actually, last yeah, year, I know, and they're like, maybe sure. we should have our fast. For and sure, like, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, um, they, they won the uh, drivers against all odds, basically. Like, they should have lost, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Yeah. So, but I, I, think, I, I think I've seen, this is like a side note. I think I saw yeah. on some, like, British newspaper or something, someone posted an article and, like, people refer to Lewis as, like, an eight-time world champ. Like, they don't even <laughs> say seven-time. They say eight-time because that's of that race. Great. But that's great. That's great. Kind of salty, but also, like. Oh, uh, it's for sure salty. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like true at yeah. the same time. I don't know. You know, we don't have to get into all of that. I'm yeah. sure everyone's heard that at that point, at this point. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, just thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. No, but I, I just wanted to bring up, I think that's well done by Red Bull to realize, you know, what might be the better strategy in uh, with the current, current setup with how DRS is and the current, you know, uh, not track lineup, I guess, the current calendar lineup. Easier to pass on the straight than it is in the corners, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Oh, yeah, I want to talk about Russell real quick. Uh, Russell, Who's best, the best driver, driver on the Who's the grid. best merch driver? Someone tell me. <laughs> okay, dude. I, was, I wanted to bring it up because, I mean, I think it's, it's based on how Lewis is driving – I mean, Lewis is a seven-time world champion, and he's consistently finishing behind George. Like, what does that say about George? It's crazy, isn't it? What isn't does that, that say about crazy? George? That's impressive. <laughs> That's really impressive. We I don't should know. just call George an eight-time world champ rather than Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit of a leap, maybe, at this moment. But, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's, it's very promising for his future if he can get um, – the Merc, you know, under him to actually be a good car. Like, I mean, obviously he's, you know, one of the prodigal sons that we've been talking about that. Right. Aced uh, F3 and F2 and has been 
meant to be very well in F1. So I think it's a good sign for him. I think he, he easily yeah. is on the Leclerc for Stappen level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, just cool. look at that, that battle between Max and uh, Georgia, Spain, dude. That shit was crazy. Yeah, That's so sure. sick. We could see for that sure. for the next like 10 years, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be yeah. so sick. And, and uh, my, one, the moment, another George moment that sticks in my memory is when he passed, I forget who he passed, but it was at Imola. And when it was like a crossover between wet and dry, I think he had like inter- inters on. He went off onto the wet part of the track and like passed someone that like oh, yeah, yeah. over a corner. I forget exactly what it was, but I was like, damn, that's nice, pretty epic. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or when he, when he subbed in for one race for Mercedes and passed Bottas from the outside. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. This is shit on that kid. Send him straight to, <laughs> send him straight to Elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, speaking of Botas, not a very good weekend, unfortunately for him. But uh, it was yeah. an alright weekend. I mean, he got passed My, by Joe. He finished ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess he technically went up four places, but he gained three from DNFs. I think so. Yeah. Um, well, not ideal. Quick. Let's bring up our predictions. You had Botas yeah. for the most overtakes. He had, well, depending on how you want to look at this, I forget. I don't know if you think we'll just say positions gained in the race, okay. not like okay. passing and pit stops, like mess sure. everything up. That's a little complicated. So, he, yeah, Botas gained four positions, but Albin gained five. So, he, you almost got that close, pretty close. That's close. I had, and I said Lando no overtakes, which I'm going to give myself a win for that. I think that's true. Because you can't count the DNS, DNS as overtakes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give myself well, I guess a... I guess we had pretty similar type of predictions. So I guess uh, Valtteri had, what, one overtake then? <laughs> he almost won. <laughs> Depending on who, wait, who else? Well, wait, Joe... then what about Albon too, actually? Yeah. No, both of them got all their, all four um, DNFs affected them both. They both went up four positions from those. Was Bottas behind Mick? Or not Mick, uh, Magnuson? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh my god, okay, so. I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like no one won then. Did anyone pass <laughs> no anyone? <one> Legitly? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Wait, was, was Bottas? It must have been Vettel. Maybe it was Vettel then. Vettel? He started P9, right? Yeah, P9 to 6, so, yeah. I guess, I guess that'd be one pass. Because he yeah, one passed pass. both the Ferraris, technically. Well, Albon technically went plus five spots, so he also gained. But there are five DNFs. I guess he wasn't. Wait, there's five though. Oh, there are five DNFs. You're right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Stroll also crashed. Okay. Yeah. Where did Stroll crash? Um. Where did he crash? Did he crash, or did he just DNF? I he definitely crashed in qualifying. I don't remember the race though. If he where he crashed there, I can't remember either. I have no idea. Hmm. Wow. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Forgettable. <laughs> right. Whatever. Speaking like of Aston Martin's going off, do you see Sebastian when he went off and he did a quick little yeah. handbrake and spun it around? That was so sick. Yes. 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 Yeah. He, that was pretty funny. He uh, spun that around real quick. He he only lost one spot, I think. Well, two or three, I guess. Yeah, I think he, he had to let like UPI or whoever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Uh, he had a great race. He even came back after that and, you know, ended up passing Okan, which is pretty insane, actually. Yeah, he I mean, he went off and he was, uh, later. he was ahead of Alonzo, too. I mean, he was only seven seconds off fifth. Yeah. He's right that's, there. That's what I mean, bro. Shout out to Vettel. He's, he's low-key killing it. And yeah. depending on how you rate Lance Stroll's form in that Aston, like, what's the Aston Martin's true pace? I don't know. If he's outperforming the car, you know, or if he's up, just performing up to the car's potential, and Lance right. is the one underperforming, I don't know. But pay driver, yeah, it, which is very possible to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Shout to Vettel, Vettel to McLaren, calling right now. Um, I guess I will also say Albon did gain a spot because Yuki had to get his rear wing duct tape back together. Oh, right. So. Oh god, it's that not, was so crazy! How did I not have yeah, that in my notes? That's funny. That was so funny. The when the um, commentators were talking about it, and they're like, <laughs> "Well, they're lucky you got him out because the FIA guy was running down to their pit. And he's yeah, not very happy." Yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like they didn't call the him rear view camera. Before. They're just like wrapping it real quick, and then they're like, "Just go, just go, you're fine." That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, they were they literally were t- trying to tape it up so quick when they were out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fucking shoving it down like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wonder what like, happened geez. though. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, I think uh, at first I thought it was like literally half and half because there's like that split in the middle of the wing. Right. But there's actually it actually cracked. Like it was a quarter and like three quarters. There's like a crack. It's so in one weird. Of the... Yeah. It is, it's crazy. Yeah. That's um, crazy. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to bring up from the weekend? Um. No, let's keep the let's keep the George praise going in yeah. Canada. Yeah, I, I'm um, very excited for Canada. It's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, no, so that'll be fun. Almost went this year, but not yeah. this year. Maybe next, next year, year, Father's Day. <laughs> Screwed up my plans. Um, but yeah, yeah. so uh, it should be a good one next week. Hopefully, uh, Lewis's back is recovered. True. I I, yeah. I really am. I'm wanting Lewis to beat George. Actually, yeah. I I like feel bad. Like he's just getting shit on every weekend because <laughs> George is just way too goaded in this like half, <laughs> half shitty, half good car that he's right. not used to being so quick. Right. You know. Right. I real quick as before we end it, I just want to say I saw some more reports about in the practice Lewis taking like some more experimental setups. Still? Yeah, which. I don't know if those carried over to the race or what, but sounds oh, like excuses. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Calm down. He just doesn't want to admit that he's washed. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we this was a fucking chunky episode for sure. We went pretty in depth. I like that though. This was, this was a good review. You all are welcome. This is the content you guys all ask for. Yeah. So this is just, we're yeah, here to supply is... it. <laughs> I think we, I think we killed it. Honestly, we, we got everything. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, if you're still here listening, shout outs to you. An hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> listening if to us ramble about random shit for <laughs> an hour and a half. If you're still listening at this point, go check out episode eleven where we did lawful action and black magic. We had a good time there. Still, I'm still promoting that based on the amount of work I put into it. I think people should go check that out. Check it it's out. Check time. it out. Um, we'll be back hopefully later this week, hopefully, maybe soon, um, maybe tomorrow or something. We'll see, uh, with Drew, hopefully to do the race preview. We'll get into all of our predictions for 
Canadian GP and all of that good stuff. Fancy team build. Um, but yeah, that's it for the review episode. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all on the next one. See you later.